A wonderful Wednesday to each of you, and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. It was another Grizzlies game and another Grizzlies victory. On the Grizzlies, getting a victory in a bit different way than they have in the recent past against a very formidable Cleveland Cavaliers team, but also what are some ways in which the Grizzlies have consistently got victories and the Tyus Jones-Brandon Clark combination once again is a true advantage for Memphis. That and much more on this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Here we go. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Again, a good Wednesday morning to each of you and certainly hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening and wherever you are watching, you're having an outstanding start to your day. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find the show at Locked on Grizzlies. Obviously, you can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. It's free on all platforms. Find it right here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoy the show. Let's others be able to find the show. Just makes the show overall the best experience it can be for everyone. And we want to thank you very much for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. Make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast for all the latest news going on when it comes to the when it comes to quote unquote the association. Also want to remind you our title sponsor for today's show, Truebill. Are those free subscriptions from the holiday season now starting to become potential sources of unwanted cost? Truebill.com is a great way for you not to have to worry about those free uh, about those free trials becoming sources of unwanted cost. Make sure you check out Truebill.com today. So again, it is so much fun covering this Memphis Grizzlies team. Six wins in a row. That's correct. Six wins in a row. And the thing about it is this, is that over the past six weeks, the Grizzlies have had five or have had three separate five-game winning streaks at three different times over the past six weeks. That's how awesome they are at playing basketball. I believe now 15, I want to say 15 and four over their past 19 games. And it's so exciting to see this team play even when they're not playing at their best. And that was the case last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, let's be honest. I know that the Grizzlies had two days off over the weekend, but the Grizzlies also, they put a lot of effort and energy into beating the Brooklyn Nets. Let's be honest. When it comes to a young team like the Grizzlies, the chance to take on a Kevin Durant and a James Harden, especially when the Grizzlies have not played that caliber of combination for Brooklyn in quite a while, you get more amped up. You get more excited. I know the players may not necessarily admit that that much, but you certainly do get a bit more amped up and excited when it comes to those games. And so it's going to take a lot out of you, especially when the Grizzlies are shorthanded, but they were able to get the job done on Monday. And the thing was is that they had a little bit of extra motivation, especially John Morant, who had been named player of the week for for the first time in his career. Only the 11th time that a Grizzlies player had ever been player of the week. And so John Morant coming off a week where he had played excellent basketball against some of the bigger names in the sport, he comes right back and does it again on Monday night. Well, Tuesday was pretty similar because once again, the Grizzlies were honored in terms of Taylor Jenkins 
for the month of December that the Grizzlies had. Taylor Jenkins was honored with the December Coach of the Month for, 2000, for December of 2021. It's the second time that Taylor Jenkins had earned Coach of the Month, and it absolutely was deserved. The Grizzlies had a historic month of December when it came to franchise history. Just an excellent overall effort from Taylor Jenkins. 12 wins, despite the fact he was out without John Morant for much of the month, despite the fact he was without Dylan Brooks. He had roster, he had to sit here and navigate through different players being out due to injuries and protocols and all that different stuff. It was very well deserved. But an unfortunate um, occurrence happened last night in terms of Taylor Jenkins. He was unable to coach the game, unfortunately, here in the recent past. He had a family member pass away. Certainly want to, you know, send out our best thoughts and wishes to Taylor Jenkins and his family, you know, in this difficult time for them. He was unable to be able to coach the game last night. So Coach Brad Jones, who had previously coached the Memphis Hustle, he came in, was the coach last night. We know that Darko um, uh, Rajakovic had been called upon, you know, in the recent past in case Taylor Jenkins went a bit out due to health and safety protocols. But it was Brad Jones who got the opportunity last night to coach the Grizzlies. Well, the Grizzlies started off not necessarily bad. They didn't start off, you know, in, in too bad of a, a process. It's just that the Cleveland Cavaliers, who unexpectedly are a very competitive team this year, they absolutely could not miss a shot. Darius Garland, who had come back who had come back to play for the first time in, in I believe over a week being out due to health and safety protocols. He absolutely was on fire. Jared Allen was able to his activity and his ability to make shots. And then Evan Mobley, all three of the biggest reasons why the Cleveland Cavaliers are as competitive as they are, they were playing very well. But it was Kevin Love, whose career has gotten a bit of resurgence after you know being away for a while. You know, it looking like that his career may not be, you know, he may not be a contributing member to an NBA team anymore. You know, as as recently as last year, you know, as recently as you know the episode that played out with him potentially being on Team USA over the summer. He has stepped up and certainly had a bounce back year this year. He could not be stopped. I believe 12 points in 14 minutes in the first half, including two big back-to-back -back threes. But the big thing for the Grizzlies is that despite the Cleveland Cavaliers' really tough, really high wave of success to start the game from Garland and Love and others, the Grizzlies were able to stick right there with them. They were able to stick right there with them for about the first eight, I would say probably 18 minutes of the game. Well, as we get into the second half of the second quarter, you've got Jaron, who's playing very well. He's gotten off to his best offensive start to a game in quite a while. Jaw is scoring his points. Desmond Bain is struggling a bit, but Tyus Jones and Brandon Clark are chipping in as they can. But then all of a sudden, Cleveland goes on a 7-0 run, and they're up by 11. But how do the Grizzlies respond in the last two minutes of the first half, the Grizzlies, it was either the last two minutes or the last two and a half minutes, the Grizzlies go on a 13-0 run, led by Jaw, led by Jaron, and they were able to take a halftime lead. Well, that's how the second half went as well. It was very similar in the fact that the Grizzlies and, and, and Cleveland went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until the Grizzlies were finally able to chip away once again. And in the last 90 seconds of the game, John Morant scored eight of the Grizzlies' last 10 points, including getting a bucket, a big steal, and another bucket again to be able to win the game. And they were able to get it done, six straight wins. And the thing about it is, is that we're not talking about, you know, you could use 
the you know explanation at times in December, well, the Grizzlies' big winning streaks were because they were playing you know mediocre to you know uh, some of the worst teams in the NBA. They were missing stars, what have you. That's not the case with this stretch of games for the Grizzlies. They've taken on the Suns with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They've taken on LeBron and the Lakers and, and LeBron playing at a high level. They've taken on Kevin Durant and James Harden, and now they've taken on a Cleveland Cavaliers team who certainly seems like they could be a contender in the East. The Grizzlies are defeating quality teams, and they're beating them on the road. But a big thing that stood out about last night was that the Grizzlies also got the job done without their usual avenues to success. Yes, Jaw scored 26. You could you expect that to be consistent night in and night out. But Desmond Bain struggled last night. The Cleveland seemed to put a big emphasis on wanting to limit him. Desmond Bain struggled last night. The Grizzlies were not able to get their usual advantage through offensive rebounds. They weren't able to, you know, create a big advantage, uh, possession edge, through creating turnovers. This Grizzlies team just simply played a solid game of basketball in the second half, especially in the last two minutes of each half. I think they outscored Cleveland like 23-4 to or 23-5 to over the last 90 seconds combined of the first half and 90 seconds combined of the second half. In that three-minute window, the Grizzlies just absolutely dominated the Cavs, and they were able to win the game. And so the big thing is, in a trademark of a sustainable winner, is that this Grizzlies team was able to once again find a way to win, even if it's usual, avenues to success were not there. And that really is a telltale sign of a sustainable winner. And despite how young the Grizzlies are, a team that can win in any situation against anyone, which is also a very good sign of a team that has become a sustainable when it comes to its winning. But just because these opportunities, just because the usual avenues of success that lead to wins were not there last night, doesn't mean they're not consistently there as something for the Grizzlies to rely on. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to talk with you about True Bill. Listen, I know myself, my wife, many others, when we were shopping for Christmas presents, uh, you know, over the past few weeks or, you know, past few months, what if, hopefully you weren't someone like me who waited until a few weeks before Christmas to buy presents. We get these free trial offers online or what have you, and we sometimes we want to look into them. We want to try out what we're being offered just to see if it's something that we might like to include in our daily routine. Maybe it's a you know a subscription to a site, whatever have you. But those a lot of those free trials are just simply an opportunity for us to try something out without having to pay costs. Well, a lot of times those free trials turn into hidden costs or unexpected costs, and it, to be honest with you, it can be frustrating. Truebill.com is a way for you to be able to manage those subscriptions. You simply, whenever you do your free trials, you let Truebill know it keeps up with them. And then it will alert you when a free trial is about to become a cost to make sure that you don't have to make sure you don't waste money. On average, Truebill.com saves its users $720 a year. If you go to Truebill.com right now, put in the promo code locked on MBA. You'll be able to try it out, be able to manage your subscriptions, and be able to put yourself in a good position by making sure that you don't have those free trials turn into unwanted costs. Make sure you check out Truebill.com today. So I've spoke about it before. I've written about it before when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. I've discussed that when it comes to the Grizzlies, really finding their avenue to success, being able to find a formula that would allow for them to consistently be able to win games 
it was not in any way, shape, or form a surprise what was going to emerge. It was the Grizzlies getting out on the run and being able to win in the paint. But it's not just those aspects of things. It's not just the Grizzlies moving at a faster pace than their opponents. It's not just the Grizzlies, once they get the ball, getting down court, getting an offensive set going before the defense is set. It's also the Grizzlies being able to do it in ways that limits the opportunities of other teams. It's not just them getting out on the run, right? It's them being able to do that after they've committed a turnover or after they've created a turnover opportunity against their opponents. It's not just the Grizzlies being able to get a high percentage shot in the paint. It's them being able to do it by getting an extra possession through a second chance opportunity. And over the past six weeks, or over the past basically five weeks, since the start of December, over this past 18-game stretch, the Memphis Grizzlies have become extremely elite at turning defense into offense and getting second chance points. Now, a big reason why the Grizzlies have been able to do this is because it's what plays to their strengths. Steven Adams is an absolute monster on the offensive boards. We talked about in what ways can Steven Adams make a key difference. Well, I'm here to tell you, I've already told you, but I'm here to tell you once again, there is proof beyond a shadow of a doubt that with Steven Adams in the fold, this Grizzlies team is creating second chance advantages at a frequency that's rarely been seen in the NBA. It's absolutely the truth. Coming into coming into last night's game against Cleveland, and it was going to be hard to continue it against Cleveland because Cleveland is the rare team that has a size advantage against the Grizzlies with Jared Allen, Evan Moby, Lori Markin, and Kevin Love, and so on. But coming into that game against Cleveland, a big reason why the Grizzlies had been able to remain successful despite missing some of their best talents due to health and safety protocols is because they were dominating the offensive boards. The Grizzlies had gone seven straight games coming into last night's game against Cleveland in which they had had five or more rebounds than their opponent per game. They had had a re, re, an offensive rebound advantage of five or more in each game for seven straight games. That's the longest streak that this Grizzlies team has had, the longest such streak this Grizzlies team has had. And before last night, they were actually one game shy of the NBA record. That's what I mean when I say that the Grizzlies benefit from how good they've been at creating second chance opportunities. It's rarely been seen in NBA history. And that is something that stepped up because of the fact that the Grizzlies have had to rely on their size and their bigs a bit more over the past few weeks with some of their better wing talents out due to health and safety protocols. As a matter of fact, coming into last night, since the start of December, which would have been a 17-game stretch, through offensive rebounds and second-chance points, the Grizzlies had had 87 more offensive rebounds over their previous 17 games before last night, since the start of December 1st, over that stretch, the Grizzlies had 87 more offensive rebounds than their opponents and 188 second-chance points. In other words, on a per-game basis, over about a six-week stretch, the Grizzlies were averaging a little over five more offensive rebounds per game than their opponents 
and nearly 11 and a half or uh, 11 second chance points. They were averaging 11 more second chance points than their opponents per game. You don't see that in the NBA that often. But going into each game, every single night, the Grizzlies already had an offensive rebound edge of five, and they already had an 11 point advantage when it came to second chance points. And that's a bit demoralizing for opponents, right? It's a bit demoralizing when you're going against a team that just can consistently get their own second-chance shots. And that's a compliment to Steven Adams. It's a compliment to a Brandon Clark. It's a compliment to a Jared Jackson Jr. It's a compliment to the Grizzlies guards who have emerged once again as being one of the better rebounding backcourts in the NBA. It's demoralizing for an opponent to see a Steven Adams get better at converting those second-chance opportunities to points or seeing those shots be tipped in. It's a great way for the Grizzlies to be able to consistently create that possession advantage I preach about that is so critical to this team's success. They've been able to consistently do it by getting those offensive rebounds, but not only that, putting them back at the basket at a high frequency, at a level, again, you've not seen in NBA history. But it's not just that. Obviously, in the first part of December, when the Grizzlies were playing well without John Moran and they were really getting their, you know, getting into a mode of being a sustainable winner, it was their ability to create turnovers, right? Setting a new franchise record, I believe it was 11 straight games, maybe 10, but 10 or 11 straight games, setting a franchise record, doing something that we've only seen done once or twice in the NBA over the past quarter century, them creating turnovers per game by getting 10 or more steals per game. That was a secret to their success earlier in December. So when you look at this Grizzlies team, and when you think to yourself, okay, they're extremely young, all right? So they're energetic. They like to get on the run, like to dominate the paint. That's fine. Yes, they have John Moran. Yes, they do have Desmond Bain, who clearly is in the most improved player conversation. Yes, they do have Dylan Brooks, who is one of the more underrated defenders in the game. But if you want to know why, this Grizzlies team is fourth in the Western Conference. Why they're now, I wonder, yeah, why they're now nine games over 500 on the season, despite being hit by health and safety protocols, despite being without John Moran, despite being without Dylan Brooks now for half the season so far. The big reason why, besides having a top five backcourt in the NBA right now, is because this team is finding avenues to success. They're finding avenues to winning at levels we have not seen on a frequent basis in NBA history. Their ability to create steals and lead the, and those steals turns in, into offense, but also their ability to crash the offensive boards and convert second-chance opportunities to points. The Grizzlies aren't just leading the league in these categories. They are producing in these categories at a rate that has rarely been seen in MB in recent NBA history, and that's why they're having so much success. That's why they've been able to overcome being without some of their better players. That's why they've been able to overcome not being able to shoot the three ball well. It's their ability to play to their strengths and do it at levels that have not been seen that much in recent NBA history. And the fact that they can do either or Based off the personnel that's available to them, that's another trademark of a sustainable winner is the resourcefulness 
to win, the adaptability to win based off the personnel you have to work with, but also being able to consistently create an advantage where you need to, to get the job done. Now, this type of formula, this strategy may not be that successful against one of the NBA's best team in the playoffs. We'll certainly see if that's the case. But by that time, you at least want to ride the waves of these avenues to success in the regular season to put yourself in the best position for the playoffs, and then you'll take your chances with hopefully a healthy roster. So yes, there are many reasons why the Grizzlies are once again on a six-game winning streak, why they've arguably been a top-five NBA team since Thanksgiving. The reason why is because not only do they have John Morant, not only do they have Desmond Bain, but and, and they're playing defense among the best teams in the NBA, they truly are finding avenues to winning at rates that have not been seen that much in recent NBA history. And it's special to know that they can do either or when it comes to turning defense into offense or allowing their offensive rebounds to lead to points. They could do either or based off opponent, based off personnel, and based off adapting to each game. It's a very special skill set for this Grizzlies roster, and it's a big reason why they're having the success that they are. But another big reason why the Grizzlies are, again, on the roll that they are is the Grizzlies bench unit being able to rely on different duos to step up. But this time around, it's the familiar duo of Tyus Jones and Brandon Clark. And while that duo is certainly intriguing to the Grizzlies' success, and both players have been resurgent this year like they were in the 2019-20 season, it also creates a very, very good situations for, situation for the Grizzlies now and into the future when it comes to looking to improve the roster through trades. I'll explain in just a moment. But before I do that, again, I always talk about options when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. Different options when it comes to their roster to be able to you know, generate success for Memphis. Different options that they can utilize in order to find success when it comes to different ways to win the ballgame. Well, if you want uh, different options that can allow for your day to be successful, check out Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can have it in the morning for breakfast, have it in the afternoon as a snack. And if you go to Built.com right now, you put in the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your next order from Built Bar while also having over 18 different flavors to choose from. Again, go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15, and choose from over 18 different flavors at Built.com today. The other thing I can tell you is this, is that right now it's hard to bet against the Memphis Grizzlies. But if betting and wagering are what you enjoy when it comes to your daily routine, whether it be the NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever it may be, betonline.ag is the best place for you to do it. The thing for you to do is go to, go to their updated website via your laptop, mobile device, what have you. And if you put in the promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's new, it's updated, it's very easy to use. It's the best place for you to go when you want to bet and wager on sports. Again, go to betonline.ag today. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, the Grizzlies return home in order to take on the Detroit Pistons. But with that being said, with the Grizzlies going against the Detroit Pistons, though he will not be playing, an interesting name that I've talked with Locked On Pistons host Kuka Hill before about that many others are going to have interest in. His name is Jeremy Grant. But beyond Grant, 
I'm going to start talking about a few names that the Grizzlies could potentially look at as roster upgrades at before over the next month when it comes to the trade deadline. They have plenty of reason to be a buyer, but what are a few names along with Jeremy Grant that really make sense for the Grizzlies to go after? We'll discuss that on tomorrow's edition, plus a preview of the game against the Pistons, which should likely pit Cade Cunningham against John Moran. We'll have that and much more. If he's available, we'll have that and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So the other thing that stands out, beyond the Grizzlies' ability to create advantages, obviously through the backcourt combination of John Morant and Desmond Bain, through turning defense into offense, through offensive rebounds. See, again, a sustainable winner. So many different ways the Grizzlies are creating advantages right now. But another big, big key is the Grizzlies bench. And I've talked before about how Tyus Jones, and he's maintaining it, how Tyus Jones is doing an excellent job, how he's having a career year. Tyus Jones now is shooting, uh, he's shooting 46% from the field, 45.7% from the field. He once again is shooting 37.5% from three and 50% on two-point shots. Once again, showing his ability to be elite when it comes to his his assist to turnover ratio and we've seen the the versatility of Tyus Jones right we've seen through John Morant being out Tyus Jones was a starter he was productive in those minutes and he's been productive over the past week as he's had to take on more of a scoring role with some of the Grizzlies better perimeter players being out but the thing is is that Tyus Jones, he's got his running mate back. In the 2019-2020 season, the combination of Tyus Jones and Brandon Clark off the bench was one of the better duos of the NBA, and they're back to performing at that level. I know that Parker Fleming, I know that Anthony Sane, many different people have recently talked about when it comes to Brandon Clark, how special he has been this year, how he's gotten back. Keith Parrish of Fast Break Breakfast, A lot of different people have mentioned it. Brandon Clark is back and actually in ways is playing better than he was during his rookie season. Basically, his efficiency near the rim, his rebounding defensive abilities, all those things are there. Basically, what it is is that Brandon Clark is once again the efficiency monster scoring-wise and, and adding positive plays on a consistent basis. He's that same player he was during this rookie year. He just doesn't have the three-point shot. And whatever you feel that means for a ceiling, it's understandable. But the big key is, is that when Brandon Clark or Tyus Jones are in the game, but especially when they're together as of late, the Grizzlies are absolutely taking advantage of that combination. With their starters out and being without some of their other player, better players over the past 10 or so days, the combination of Tyus Jones and Brandon Clark has been a lifesaver for the Grizzlies to be able to still maintain an advantage, play with, whatever have you. Once the Grizzlies' best talents are off the court, Brandon Clark and Tyus Jones have been a huge, huge development for Memphis in order for them to stay competitive and keep an advantage in games. Three straight games, Tyus Jones and Brandon Clark have combined for 25 or more points. Again, both of them taking on a bigger scoring role with DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, John Conchar, and others being outside of the equation. Kyle Anderson as well. But the thing is, 
is that we've seen different bench combinations this year step up. It'd be a huge reason why the Grizzlies bench has maintained being one of the better in the league. We talked about that in the offseason. Their depth was going to stand out. But especially with Kyle Anderson on the bench, you've seen DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson be a great bench combination. You've seen Tyus and DeAnthony. You've seen Tyus and Kyle. You've seen um, Kyle and Brandon Clark play well at times, so it's been short spurts on the court together. Different duos off the bench have been a huge benefit to the Grizzlies, and now we're seeing it be the reliable inside-outside combination of Jones and Clark who are back to creating that huge advantage when they need to. It's been a big development with how big of an of a lift that Tyus and Brandon have provided the Grizzlies once the starters have been out. And now, imagine what's going to happen when the Grizzlies get back all their players, and you've got a nine-man rotation of Jaw, Desmond Bain, D uh, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams as your starting five. But then off your bench, you've got Tyus, Kyle, DeAnthony, and Brandon Clark. That's what's so exciting, and again, why I mention the Grizzlies could have a, even another level of two or two of sustainable success of being able to play high-level basketball than they are right now because they haven't had their full ensemble of roster members to utilize in a game on a consistent basis. That's what's so awesome about this team, but it also creates options. Not just in terms of how the Grizzlies can utilize different lineups. Not just in terms of how the Grizzlies can find different ways to play games. The fact that not only did the Grizzlies have the depth that they do, but now several of these supporting roster members to Jaw, Desmond, and Jaron are having the season, and Dylan are having the seasons that they are, it creates options for the Grizzlies to really look to see if they want to utilize one or two of these pieces in a potential trade to get a roster upgrade. I'm not saying that that's likely. There's a very good reason. There's plenty of reason for the Grizzlies to just simply leave their roster alone, especially with the fact that it has not, that not all the players have played together that many games this year. Leave the roster alone. Let it ride its success. See how far you can go with it this year. If the Grizzlies decide to do that, Nobody can blame them. It makes perfect sense. Let it ride. Let's see what happens. But the fact that the Grizzlies are having the success that they are, or where they are as fourth place in the Western Conference standings, they have every reason to keep an open mind, as I mentioned over the past few weeks, to look at being a buyer based off some players that could be available. And if that means taking advantage of a few of their supporting cast members playing well this year, like a Kyle, a Tyus, or a Brandon, and including them in a trade offer, you do it all day long if a trade makes sense. You don't want to see those players go. You love how much each of these players love playing together, love Memphis, things like that, but that's business. Just like you didn't want to see Jonas Valanciunas go in a trade that moved him to New Orleans, you do it because it makes the best sense for your team in the present and the future. And there could be a deal over the next month that materializes for Memphis that once again requires they trade one or two of their rotation players who you may not think you would want to see go, but if it could lead to a roster upgrade, 
that again could take your team to the next level in a playoff series, you do it all day long. But the key is, is that because each and every one of these Grizzlies depth options are playing at a high level, it makes them more attractive, not only in terms of helping the Grizzlies, but also as potential trade pieces. So in this time of year, during trade season, not only a team playing well, but having many different players on its roster playing well, it puts you in a position of potential leverage and puts you in an advantageous position to where you don't, you're not forced into a deal. The Grizzlies roster playing like it is. The Grizzlies having so many options that are playing well, so many different ways they can win ball games, so many different ways that players can step up or so many different players that can step up to play winning basketball. It puts the Grizzlies in a position to let a deal come to them instead of forcing the deal and overpaying as well. So these Grizzlies players who have played well, especially Tyus and Brandon as of late, it's great for the development of the team without its best, some of its best players. It's great to be a sustainable winner, but it also puts this Grizzlies team in a position of leverage to where they are continuing to have plenty of different trade pieces that they could use during the trade deadline, if that's the route that they decide to go. And that's what we're going to talk about on tomorrow's episode. Some different routes that this Grizzlies team could go, potentially, when it comes to, if they were looking for trades, a couple of names that really do make sense. We'll discuss that on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Big victory over Cleveland. Coming up is the Pistons before another big West Coast road trip over the weekend. Hope you have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.